We all want to feel like we belong. It's painful when we feel ostracized or excluded. Come on, you remember what high school was like, even for the popular crowd. Or maybe you don't even have to go back that far. Maybe you moved away from home for the first time and realized just how vital having a sense of community is for a healthy, vibrant life. So yes, we should all strive to be active members of a community, right? Right. But it's not always that simple. Sometimes it can be hard to find people who think the same way you do, who are interested in similar things. Trust me, I can't tell you how many movies I've had to watch by myself because others deemed them too depressing, which was accurate, but still. Sometimes we might look around and wonder if we truly belong. Back in the day, physical presence used to be a defining factor of community, but as we step more fully into the digital age, we can find birds of a feather to flock together with much more easily. With just the click of a mouse, we can be ushered into a thriving online group where people enthusiastically ramble on and on about whatever suits their fancy. Whatever you care about, you can almost certainly find someone to talk to about it on the internet. What I'm getting at is that being an active member of a larger community is crucial. Whether that's your family, an extended family, your chosen family, a volunteer group, improv club, canasta, what have you. Anything that plugs you into a solid social network consistently time and time again, especially if it's in person. If this is sounding obvious for you, good. That means you haven't lost sight of the important things in life, relationships. But keep in mind, just because something is obvious, that doesn't mean that we can't do with a good reminder now and again. And yes, I'm also talking to you, my loyal introverted friend. Being social is in our DNA, regardless of where we fall on the introversion-extroversion spectrum. So, blue zones. Have you heard of blue zones? They are geographical areas where people live longer and have less chronic diseases than in other parts of the globe. There are five blue zones on the planet. Icaria, Greece. Nuoro. I'm butchering that, I know. Nuoro province in Sardinia, Italy. Nicoya Peninsula, Costa Rica. Loma Linda, California, and Okinawa, Japan. In these healthy communities, people move regularly, they eat largely plant-based meals with minimal meat and almost no processed foods, can you imagine? And they have strong social networks. Some even go as far to say that people in these areas are healthier because of that last reason alone. And while I'm not sure that having strong social networks is the only reason that the residents there tend to live longer, it's undoubtedly true that maintaining social connections with friends and family is one of the key factors attributed to improving the quality of one's life. Not only because of the social support that inherently exists within a community, but also due to a greater sense of belonging and purpose that comes with being part of a closely knit group. As I mentioned before, the digital age has enabled us to find our tribe independent of where we are in the world or where we live. It's also enabled us to more easily stay in contact with friends and family who live far away, but that's only half the picture. On the flip side of that coin, it's enabled us to legitimately stay home for days on end. Someone can work from home, watch movies at home, have groceries delivered straight to the home. There's no reason to ever leave. In Japan, they actually have a word for people who live like that for months on end. People who are reclusive in this way are often called hikikomori, which translates to shut-ins. I wonder how many hikikomori live in Okinawa, but I digress. 
Even though it's super easy, and admittedly, at least to me sometimes, quite tempting to become a homebody of the highest order like this, this blissful solitude can quickly turn into an unhealthy isolation. There is study after study that proves the negative psychological and physiological health impacts of loneliness. And if you're like me, rather than leaning on friends and family during hard times, you may feel a strong desire to retreat or withdraw until you feel like yourself again. In the past, I used to cancel plans, keep to myself, and pretend everything was fine when I was having a tough time. I knew everyone had their own problems to deal with, and I didn't want to be a burden. So, thankfully, I now know much better. Rather than canceling plans, I keep them. Sometimes I make them if I don't have any. Sometimes bringing up what's on my mind and sometimes not. Regardless, the outcome is often the same. I feel loads better afterwards. Maybe your coping mechanisms are healthier than mine were, and your instinct is to reach out to a loved one when you feel down, in which case I genuinely salute you. Definitely keep that up. If, however, your, my experience resonates with you and you still find yourself listening to that little voice in your head telling you to isolate yourself when you feel bad, I encourage you to push yourself out of your comfort zone and do the last thing you probably want to do in that moment. Make plans with someone, ideally in person. You'll be amazed at how you feel afterwards. So that's it for today. Just a quick and loving reminder to get out there and be social every once in a while. Thank you for tuning in. In a world of things competing for your time, it means a lot that you chose to spend it here with me. Now go on and reach out to a loved one just to strengthen your connection with them. At the end of the day, it's these little deposits of love and attention that make life worth living. You've been listening to the Clear Head Calm Heart Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with a friend. You can always reach me, Cindy Sundstrom, at hello at calmheartmassage.com or follow me on Instagram at, at calmheartmassage. Until next time.